This Sunday, it's a battle for the 10 pounds of gold between two men who couldn't be more different. You have said that I am not championship material. I've given my life to this business. Trevor Murdoch gets the shot he's been waiting 20 years for, a chance to become NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I have worked my whole life and dreamed about this moment. Standing in his way is the most dominant champion of the modern era, the national treasure, Nick Aldis. The only thing I'm sorry for is that I didn't put you in your place a hell of a lot sooner. Nick Aldis, you've got till June 6th, man. I'm coming for that world title. The ladies take center stage as Kamiya looks to cement her place in history as she challenges Serena D for the World Women's Championship. Pope and Tyrus look to settle their personal rivalry once and for all as they go one-on-one. -on -one. Plus, appearances from Thunder Rosa, Tom Latimer, the masterpiece Chris Adonis, and the debut of Lucha Libre AAA Tag Team La Rebellion, plus so much more. NWA presents When Our Shadows Fall, live this Sunday at a special start time of 4 p.m. Eastern on Fight TV Pay-Per-View. Go to fight.tv now to order. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for the good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters and we know you will feel the difference. Have you been in quarantine? Are you ready to enter the wild again? There's a chance no one has seen your coconuts in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with hairy coconuts. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Nope. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essential Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with Manscaped Crop Preserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing deodorant, which ensures your afternoon stroll through the jungle doesn't result in sticky coconuts. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner and made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts to give your coconuts a special boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. The light is at the end of the tunnel, fellas. Treat yourself for making it through the quarantine and welcome back to the jungle with a perfect package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code SLOPDROP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use Slop Drop. S-L-O-P-D-R-O-P. Your first post-quarantine date will thank you.
That's a slot drop. I can answer that. That's a slot drop. What is that move? That's a slot drop. Welcome back to the Slop Drops. This is Nathan Rogers at WooPig Sumo on Twitter. And as usual, joined by my tag partners, the unluckiest man on planet Earth, Diamond David Chapman, Bad Luck Chapman, and the manager of champions, Mr. Stephen E. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, Sumo? Man, I tell you, doing these uh, watch-alongs, I get tongue-twisted and tongue-tied and kind of hard to edit those out when we do these. Kind of like the old JR said thing, you're live, pal. You're live, pal. Yeah, that's right, man. But you know what, though? It was a good time, man. I had uh, I had fun doing it. Me, personally, that was my uh, my first one that I I had ever, you know, took part hey, in. And that's the first you know, one we've ever done on the show, and I'll tell you what, pleasantly surprised by the, uh, by the uh, reaction we got. Good good, 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 man. You know, uh, we could take everybody out of the, the 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 crap that goes on in the world for you know forty five minutes an hour each week. We've done a good job, man. Absolutely. Well, um, we got a treat this week. We uh, put it to the listeners. We put a poll out, and the last I checked, it was winning by seventy to eighty something percent on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and let Chapman count us down because there's a little bit of downtime. But uh, King of the Ring 1998, Mankind versus Undertaker. Chapman, count us down. Three, two, one, play. Three, two, one, play. So here, what we're seeing is the cage is lowering. Got the cage getting coming down. down. Yep, getting ready for Mankind versus Undertaker. Uh, you know, originally we did Ultimate Warrior Hogan 1 last week. And um, we're going to do Hogan Warrior 2 from WCW this week. But... A&E just did a fantastic documentary on Mick Foley. I don't know if you guys checked that out. I have. I watched it right uh, yesterday. I have not. Uh, I have not seen it yet. So after after we're done uh, done doing this, I think I'm going to go jump right into that and and check out some uh, some A&E biography, man. In just a few more days, it will be Mick Foley's birthday. WWE is having their Hell in a Cell pay per view this month. And this month also marks the 23rd anniversary of this match right here we're about to watch uh, from uh, King of the Ring 1998. So, since all that added up and our followers voted on it, let's just talk about Mankind versus Undertaker, King of the Ring 1998. we give you what you want here on the slop drop. On the slop drop, baby. <laughs> we're, uh, God, look at look at how good he looks, man. Look at how good he looks. He, he, you know, uh, he... he, he Obviously, mankind we're talking about. Yeah, what well, mankind? Yeah, it, it, he's making his way uh, uh, down the entrance, but you know, uh, he's got that corporate tie on. You know, uh, he, he just looks good. You know, uh, not saying that he looks bad now, but time, you know, time has uh, taken its toll, and he's got him a little bit of a of what I like to call a Stevie thing going on. Well, he his... gained a bunch of weight. You know, right here he looks pretty fit. Yeah. Since then, he's lost a bunch of weight. You know, he's mm-hmm. doing pretty good for himself, but. As far as his career goes, I, I think he was probably in, in the best shape of his life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know when he was Cactus Jack back in uh, Mid-South. Ended. Well, back when he was in the 20s. Tw- yeah, back mm-hmm. then, I guess. Probably the best. Let me put it this way. The best shape of his WWE career. There you go. I agree with that. His yeah. uh, ring attire, not much different from when he was Cactus Jack. All he did was, well, when he was Mankind, you know, he's kind of wearing similar tights and, you know, an undershirt. 
He's wearing the tights, but then he's got the uh, the corporate shirt and tie added, on. Added the shirt and tie, uh, and of course the mask. What's he doing here? What's he doing here? Gosh, throwing that chair up to the top. <laughs> you know, and 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 for those of those of you watching along, look at this fence. This is before they cut the notches yeah. to help the guys climb up. That is pure fence wire that he's climbing, and probably two hundred eighty-five pounds. If, yeah, if not more. Yeah, and, and you know when he steps up on that, just look at the give that you see. You know, I mean that—that's. I mean, look at that. Around. Yeah, it, it just you know imagine trying to trying to work on that and in man, I just I just I don't know. I I would be afraid of every step I took that I would go through that damn thing. This is the second singles match in Hell in a Cell history. The first one was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we talked. We actually talked about that. Yep. A little bit ago. Mm -hmm. June 28th, 1998, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Civic Center. Attendance was wow. 17,800, or I'm sorry, 17,087 people. Of course, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler on commentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I tell you what, you know, this right here, you know, this, if you look at it, you know, man, the Undertaker, his entrance had become an attraction in itself, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh it, it, what what's it going to be what's it going to look like you know i mean that that you know it just, it's, it's a spectacle you know it's a spectacle to watch him yeah. you know come out and for them to do you know the different types of pyros and different uh different types of things that they've done with him over the years but that's one one thing i i took from this earlier whenever i just kind of went back to to brush up on it that man that that entrance looks looks fire well, he and, did uh... and, Remember, he's doing this match with a broken ankle. I was yeah. going to say, he, he normally walks to the ring slowly, slowly, but if you notice, he's walking uh, kind of with a little limp because, mm -hmm. like Chapman said, he got a broke foot. Gosh. They did a .85 buy rate, 385,000 pay-per-view buys. They made 5, 500, $539,660 at the gate. Words are hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> easy for me to say. One hundred fifty-eight thousand five hundred sixty-nine in merch sales. So that's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and you know, at this point, what this was probably the fifth or sixth King of the Ring, and you know, it was uh, it, it it was the sixth. It, it wasn't a, um, you know, it wasn't one of the big marquee events for the WWE. And uh, yeah, sixth King of the Ring. Yet. Yeah, sixth King of the Ring and sixth. So. Uh, pay-per-view match between these two yeah could you wow. imagine if this would have been the first uh hell in a cell match <laughs> of course taker climbing up foley's hammering his head there original plans were for foley and austin to face each other inside the hell in a cell wow you know you you think about about austin's neck and stuff and what would have happened if that gave way and he would have went down you know it's like oh man yeah you know, the kid, I, I don't think anybody could have pulled off this match better than these two right here. You know, I mean, and, and look at it. And, and, you know, I mean, you might call it a match. I, I you know, I call it just a, a, a dog fight. I mean, these guys just beat the piss out of each other for, mm -hmm. you know, for 15 minutes or whatever. And, you know, look, 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 look at, look at what you're seeing right here. You've got, you know, these guys who, who are on a 16 foot high steel cage, a hell in the cell. And man, I mean, just like like that that shot right there. Look at I mean, that. Oh, that's where the fence broke the first time. <laughs> Looking at Ooh. what six hundred and almost probably seven hundred pounds 
on that paneling. Well, and you know, and the yeah. only thing that's holding that stuff together, if you see right over there in the corner, it just fell or zip or like zip yeah. ties. Mm -hmm. and, well, for that and, that particular one for sure. And they're and they're you know they talked about on on one of the biographies that you know at every step they took like there's another one yeah you, you know the zip ties it. are popping, popping like crazy and you know that cage oh here it goes here it is mm. that cage could have went at any time there you went Damn. oh man man oh man you know and I hate that we haven't muted because let me tell you uh, something yeah. Jr's commentary Jr is I was telling I was telling bad luck earlier man like. You know, I don't know if Jr. gets the credit that he deserves for this match no. right here because this was really a three-man, you know, a three-man job. You had Mick and 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 Taker doing their thing, and, and you had Jr. just I got chills God, now. selling that. Yeah, yeah, just I selling watched the this hell out uh, the night before last, and I had chills, man. I was like, dang, mm -hmm. this is going to be a hard one to get through because there's so much good stuff we're missing on audio. I know we have to talk everybody through it, but. Please yeah, go back. Dude. If you're not watching this with us, go back and watch it later on because man, listen to Jim Ooh. Ross and, and just that, the emotion and that will tell you why he will go down, in my opinion, as probably the number one commentator ever. Before yeah. this match, uh, Mick Foley asked Terry Funk for some advice, and um, Funk said, "I think you should start the match on top of the cage." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> later on, somewhat jokingly, Funk added, "Maybe you should just let him throw you off the cage." And Foley laughed it off and thought for a minute, and he said, "You know what? I think I can do that." Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking, and, and course, you know, I, I, right I think, I think, you know, what? Uh, yeah, there's the Funker right there. You know, I think uh, uh, Jr. You know, basically was trying to sell it as a 16 foot cage, and I think. Man, I think he's every. I, I think he's right. You know, I think you know maybe even maybe even a little yeah. higher than sixteen yeah. foot. You know, uh, you know from the ground to the top of the cage. You, you, I would say, uh, you know, you're looking. You know, I, man, at least I'd say at least sixteen feet. But that's what they sold it. You know, sold yeah. it as was sixteen foot. For those I, of you that don't know, the guy right there in the ponytail that's checking on him is the main. Uh, the head not the, doctor, yep, like the head doctor. trainer mm -hmm. in the back, the medical staff. The Undertaker wanted no part of this at first, and Mick pestered him to death for weeks until he finally gave in. And uh, Mick wanted to try and top, you know, the match between Sean and, and Taker that first hell in the snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, man, I, 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 you know, I was telling you before we went on the air that I was pretty, I, I was fortunate enough to get to catch the the twenty years of hell that uh, Mick Foley had done for, for the WWE, you know, he did, I think 16 or 20 shows, you know, on a little tour and, and they aired it on, uh, uh, on the network. And, and I got to listen to him tell his version of, of how this went about. And but if you haven't had a chance, you know, I know last time I looked on, on network, I don't know if it made its way over to Peacock, but you know, if you get a chance, watch that. Uh, Cause it's, it's definitely a good, uh, a good uh, listen, but Man, look at look at look at that, and look at the nails. You see, you know, there's nails. Yeah, that wood right there. You know, like give me a, give me a break. And at this point, the only thing he's complaining of is his shoulder. You know, that's that's mm. his main. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can see you can separated. see him favoring. Yep. Yeah. Fortunately, he was uh, somewhat able to guide his way to the Spanish announce table. Separated shoulder. Less than a year after this, of course, Owen Hart would tragically die from falling from the rafters. Yeah. If that would have happened, you know, before this, this match wouldn't have that would have oh, happened. never took place. Not not like not in this capacity. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did. And look and look at that. If you I'm pretty sure they're popping his shoulder back in. Yeah. Well, I just I, I I got a kick out of the fact that Taker was still on top of the cage while they were raising the cage. You with know? a broke foot. With a broken foot. Yeah. And all the zip ties popping. And all the zip ties popping all around him. And and then you got old Funker right there, Terry Funk with his John Deere, you yeah. know, walking. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, he's out here. Yeah. So Vince, Vince is out there. Man's out there. Oh yeah. There. That that was not planned either. That was not planned. Mm-hmm. Vince, remember this was he was in his prime Mr. McMahon evil boss mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. He yep. came out there not as a part of the show. He came out there concerned for No, him. you can you can you just you know, they they just had the camera on it and you can see that he's not he's not in character. He looks like he's one hundred percent concerned about oh, what's yeah. going on. I remember I remember yeah. watching something where 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 uh Foley said that after the match, Vince thanked him for everything that he's done, but told him not to ever do that again. Yeah, don't ever yeah. do that again. Yeah. That could have easily killed Mick Foley. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Some rocking my Cactus Jack shirt tonight. Yeah. Cactus yeah, that, Jack, that, dude, love mankind. Mick Foley, man, he took such a, so you know, his whole career he took risks. This one here, though, you know, this and what's coming up, both. Just... This put him, this put him, you know, you couldn't go to an arena around the around the world and not hear the 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 Foley is God, you know, I mean, or see Foley is God. You know, and I, hate to, I hate to say it because his career was so, so much long or so longer prior to his WWF run, but man, this really put him on the map yeah, internationally. Yeah. I mean, he could have missed that desk. He could have hit the guardrail. He could have died yeah. from a, a blow to the head or a broken mm-hmm. neck easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here he's about yep. to, yep, he's getting uh, up. I love trying to get him not to and, He's just, he's like, it's just my shoulder, guys. Popped it back. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're Taker coming down, you know, they really, uh, they really thinks he's done for the day. Yeah. That, that, that next version of that, uh, hell in the cell cage, uh, I can tell you boys what it had, uh, it had little slots cut out so they could, they could beat the feet in there. Yeah. And there he comes with that sadistic smile, climbing back up with a separated shoulder. We talked earlier, Chapman, how hard that would be to to do it normally, especially at 300 pounds. And it's just regular fencing. And and I've had a dislocated shoulder before. Could you imagine? I'm going to tell you, like when I dislocated mine, I could, I couldn't move my arm. I I don't know how this guy's doing it. Takers up there with a broken foot, you know, like these guys really just gave it their all. And, and, you know, look at that. Golly, look at that fence just bowing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like here, said, here we you... go. Yep. So the first off the top Oof. was planned. That one was not. No, not at all. Mankind no. just crashed through the look top. Look at the zip ties down by him. Mm-hmm. On to yeah, that. There you got, there you got, uh, everybody. Ponytail. Yeah, everybody is coming in. You know, watch so, here, in a, here in a second when Taker comes down, like, he hurts his foot. Well, you know, he's already got a broken foot. He, he thinks Mick's dead right there. He really does. You know, you watched the documentary the other night. He thought he was mm-hmm. dead. Uh, Terry Funk thought he was, too. He, yeah. Uh, he jumped in there and went and checked on him. So his eyes was rolled back into his head and, and looked totally glazed over like a dead Dude. fish's eyes. Terry, right Terry, Terry Funk. Oh, look at that. Oh, did you see him? Just give it. Oh, man. Yep. Can't break character. Tell. Yep. No, nope, ain't going to break character. He jumped right back into character. But he had that, that limp. And look at that man, just you know, Terry Funk being the the professional, you know, goes over there and and you know and lets him buy and buy and make time. Buy and make some time so Mick can, you know, try to pull pull it together, you know. So that panel on top of the cage was supposed to have been gimmicked enough to where it would just kind of bow. There's supposed to be multiple choke slams onto it, and it was just gonna bow probably about to the top top rope. 
But uh, they were going to slide down or something, right? Yeah, that's that first both... one, man, all the way crashed to the bottom. Well, you know, if you look like, you know, I, I'm proud of Mick because Ooh. Mick didn't do a, a typical oh. choke slam. You know, if you look, his foot never left. So he just kind of fell back instead of actually being, you know, instead of jumping up, he saved him, yeah. you know, got what, two feet, but still. Mm. You know, and, and Mick, Mick right here is out of it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he was not he, completely out. He's still on. on hey, they, we're not going to give Terry Funk a, a, a out. We're going to have to call it. Look at that. Look, Look at, at his, his shoes. shoes. He yeah. got choke slammed out of his shoes. Out of his shoes. And there's the, the John Deere cat. As, as if that fall wasn't enough, that chair came <laughs> with him and smacked him right in the face and knocked I, out. Yeah, the leg did, man. And, Look right here. This is all taker. There's you know, a tooth you can see look, that was knocked got, out. Mankind's out. got no idea where he's at. This is Taker, and I'm pretty sure Taker pulls him towards him, you know, to help him. Mm. Hey, because here in a minute you'll see where Mick gets it gets it together again. But, mm. uh, but yeah, not to cut you off. Yeah, he, he's gonna. You're gonna see this tooth here in just a minute. Oh, that that's well, the iconic full shot right, right there. There's a the tooth. But what's yep. crazy, uh, as you said, Taker was doing all the work there, directing the traffic and leading the way, but. Foley's out. He doesn't remember anything from falling through that. He doesn't remember any of this, but he's well, still and, and working. But see, mm-hmm. right here, he's kind of yeah. There, there's a point where he kind of comes back too. Mm-hmm. You can you can kind of tell that he may not remember it, but his body's doing the most, going through mm-hmm. the motions, and he's working again. And and on that biography that we that you mentioned, you know, Taker got on there and kept telling Mick, you know, just stay down. Just well, take it home. Just stay down. Just stay down. But Mick had to get the thumbtacks. He had to get that. That part of the match in because that's his you know that's his gimmick but you know like his shoulder right here his shoulder separated he can't even pick that up yeah you know mm. 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 and then of course what does taker do it's like you got a bum shoulder god look at that booger <laughs> you got a bum shoulder here let me introduce let me, it to yeah, people, steel. yeah people thought that was a booger nope it was yeah, his tooth yeah. it yeah, was it his tooth, tooth. Well, they, they, you know, what's funny is they even acknowledge it on the air. And I don't think when they acknowledge it on the air that they realized what it was, you know, it, could it be his tooth? I think one of them says, and, yeah, Jim Ross said, yeah, you know, and, and I don't think, I don't think that he realized how spot on that he was, you know, I mean, that, uh, yeah, man, oh man. Mm-hmm. not to take away from this match, but champions going into this event, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the WWF, WWF champion. The Rock was the Intercontinental Champion, New Age Outlaws, Tag Champs, European Champ was Triple H, and Taka Michinoku was the Light Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, now, who 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 won who won the King of the Ring this year? Was that? I I don't even remember. Ken Shamrock. <laughs> no, I Ken Shamrock beat The Rock. Uh, yeah, because oh. yeah, Sham, that match was just prior to this. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I I tell you what. It, it, you know, if, if that doesn't tell you anything, you know, it shows how much, you know, uh, respect The Rock had for, for somebody like Kim Shamrock back in, in 98 to go over, you know, to go over on him. You know, you look to back. Let him, you know, to do the honors. And uh, Shamrock wasn't that bad, especially from no, having no professional wrestling experience. Right. To be thrown right in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm sorry. He did win. Was Kim Shamrock. Okay. Yeah, that thought, was I the last King of the yeah. Ring match was. They just—they didn't do the typical ceremonial right. uh, crowning and all that. Foley oh, still man. working. Not no, you know, has no clue where he's at. But veteran instincts, I guess. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, look at look at look at just look at that. 
Man, you know, but then look at Taker, man. Like Taker right here, he's working with a broken foot. Man. But yeah, but you know, physically wise, you know, nothing against Taker. I, I huge Taker fan. You know, Taker, Taker's kind of showing his age a little bit now. But like right here, Taker looks great. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Tim White, the referee. Tim mm-hmm. White was the, uh, I guess you could say, the handler. Is that is that a uh, politically correct? I, I know. I, yeah, you can say he, he he was a handler. You know, uh, Andre the Giant. He took care yeah. of the boss. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. He's has he passed away? No, I I think Tim White's still around, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's still around. He probably Taker. owns a a bar or two down in in Texas somewhere. <laughs> Taker busted open. Foley still. Yeah. Still doing everything he was supposed to do, and and mm-hmm. again, just off instincts, I guess, because he has no clue, you know. Well, what were you saying earlier, Chapman, about uh, about you know he 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 wanted to get to this final spot. Yeah. That was his big thing. That know? was the take home. Was the was the was the thumbtacks? He had to show the thumbtacks. You know, that's his gimmick. Gosh, and, look at him. You know, and and the bad part is, you know, like let's be honest, this is kind of a walk in the park for Taker because he. He really hasn't had to, as far bump-wise, he hasn't taken too many. Yeah, I'll you know, but it's because Mick can't do. You know, you know it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to focus on anybody's injuries when you just saw Mick get thrown off of you know. Yeah, a, I'm a not going to complain about my broken you know, toe. I'm not. Yeah, my broken ankle. You know, oh, yeah, my flew my ankle hurts. Yeah, yeah. He's going for the thumbtacks. Um, yeah, yep. You mentioned this was this thing. This WWF audience here. Had I guarantee you the majority of them, especially the casual ones, had never seen this before. Uh, yeah, ECW, ECW fans have seen it. Japan fans have seen it. The Look casual WWF fans mm-hmm. have never seen this. And if you go back and watch it and listen to their reaction, especially when that happens, when he pours the whole sack out, the crowd was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Eating it up, boy. Eating it up. And even even right there when he. When he went and just did that that uh, that initial handful that he threw on the ground, you could just see everybody in the background start to rise up, man. Uh, they 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 were they were feeling it. And again, you know, like it, it, is this a scientific match by any means? No, but you know, it. Uh, I think I think he gave everybody what they wanted to wanted to see. You know, when you when you 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 know when you, when you look at it Foley, you're not going to get a technical match out of him. You're going to get that that brawl. Yeah. And this one right here. Man, you got two guys that that are just going at it, and you know, and work good together. And you know, at the end of the day, uh, man, this is the closest thing to to you know, perfect or magic that that we'll see. A few teams you know the, there with the thumbtacks. Thing is, is, is people are gonna, you know, when you used to help sell, what is this? You said twenty three years later, mm-hmm. you know, and we're still still watching, still mm-hmm. talking about it. it. You know, not just us; it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the, just... the mandible claw there, fun fact, that was invented by Dr. Sam Shepard, who was the movie The Fugitive. It's based off him. Real doctor, really? uh, murderer, did some prison time, come out, not a doctor anymore, went into pro wrestling, come up with the mandible claw, which is actually a legit move. And oh, uh, here, here comes this the thumbtacks. Yeah, this bump right Britt here. Baker does it now. Yep. Oof. Does she? Yes, Boom. she does. That's right. She and look does. at Mick being the legend he is, rolling in, rolling the right in it. Oh man, pick them, pick more of them up. Golly, that just, man. You know, not even across his back or in his elbow and his fingers and. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, want to mention uh, Pat Patterson's, you know, genius at 
doing matches. He came. He, he was the agent behind this one. When all this chaos was going on, they couldn't find Pat. And what had happened, uh, he got a phone call that his partner, Louie, for many years had passed away. Yeah. Oh, man. And so Pritchard and everybody else was scrambling, trying to get through this, not knowing what was going to happen. They didn't know the finish. They didn't know what was going to happen, what was going on. But there was the uh, choke slam. Here comes the tombstone. Wow. Hmm. You know, look at look at you know. Let's let's not hide the fact here. Yes, Mick Holt, but look at how Taker picked him up with. Oh, I love that! I I love that man. I love that. Three. If I was Tim White, I'd be worried about getting attacked in the palm of my hand. Yeah, no kidding. Well, did you see how on that on that cover? You know, just just at at three. You know, Mick. You know, Mick didn't kick out, but that leg just that leg just pushed. He was trying. You know, he just every that that was that was everything he had. You know, and let's let's not forget the fact too that, you know, two matches later, Mick has to come back yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Or the next out. match. Did I'm sorry. The very next match. Very next match. Did a run in. Um, mm-hmm. After this match, you mentioned it earlier, Chapman. He apologized. He thought he forgot the thumbtacks, and uh, in the trainer's room, he asked the Undertaker about it, and he said, "Did, did I use the thumbtacks?" And Taker was like, "Look at your arm, Mick. They're all they were all over him." Uh, they ended up taking their needle nose pliers and having to pluck them out one by one. Oh, man. Well, I tell you what, you know, uh, whether you like this style of wrestling or not, man, you can't argue uh, that this that this will go down in history as, as you know, one of the most brutal matches that, that has ever been on television. You know, you that's know, the crazy uh, thing. I'm not a deathmatch fan, but no. I don't mind hardcore no DQ, but I love this match. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of it, you know, I think subconsciously is just the heart and soul that, that Mick put out, you know, for this match and, mm-hmm. and for the fans, you know, and, you know, as a kid, you know, or a teenager, I guess, you know, maybe back in 98, I didn't really realize it, but, you know, looking back now as an adult, it's like, gosh, man, like he sacrificed a lot. Well, and, you, and, you know, it's, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, that this is a match that really, propelled his the second part of his career yeah. his resurgence you know um he he, he won that he won the the wwe uh the wwf championship what within probably a year or two years from from here with 99 so about a year after after this you know i i, I really think that in the eyes of of the higher ups and the the, the people who make those decisions in in wwe you know, you see somebody sacrifice themselves like this, and man, you've got to reward them somehow. You know, you've seen the movie uh, Beyond the Mat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were yeah. filming that during this, and um, yeah. after this match, Mick called the the guy making it and left a, a voicemail, and he was just mm-hmm. out of it, Incoher- incoherent. You can tell he yeah. was. I think we touched a lot of people, or <laughs> I think we yeah. reached a lot of people. You know, uh, but Vince did find Mac, uh, Mick, Mac thinking Vince McMahon he found Mick and basically said I really appreciate what you did for the company tonight but promise me I, I don't ever want to see you do that again mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's paraphrased. oh man yeah that uh yeah Woo. that was the, something else man the next night what a on ride. Raw, man the next night on Raw they annihilated WCW in the ratings and it was off to the races from there and WWE never yeah. looked back yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this was this a week before they took over? I, I don't know. They're kind of going back, and, at least getting close. I mean, this was ninety eight, yeah. so yeah, but yeah, uh, definitely after this was 
Wow, man. Left him behind. Look at that, dude. Just he wants to win. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to be carried out on a stretcher. That Hebner, yeah. One of them. One of them. I don't know which one. I think, I yeah, I think they're both out there. Yeah. And it's Terry. Yeah. Shoes, thumbtacks all around the ringside. You know. Yeah, Terry's okay. tough. He's though. pulling a plucking a few tacks out right there. Oh man. Who's the guy? Who's that guy there with the mustache? Anybody know him? <laughs> I don't. It looks like the Miz's dad, but I don't know who it is. It does look it like does. Mr. Miz back in '98. Well, you know, you think about it, like we pretty much, I, I mean, I, I guess we don't know everybody, but you know, anybody that's going to make a, make an appearance to, on camera, you know, and no, he's picking, he's picking tax off of him. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Terry. He don't got no shoes on. <laughs> out in his socks, fanny pack. He's out in his socks. They're yeah. sweeping tax out of the ring. Let's you, let's get you back to bed, grandpa. <laughs> Great match though. Uh, yeah, that fanny pack. What do you guys yeah. think? Thumbs oh, up. Man. Down. Uh, you can, know. can anybody even do anything other than a two thumbs up? If I if I had four thumbs, I would go four thumbs. I mean that, you know, I mean that spot right there is is so iconic in the world of professional wrestling. And look look at you know it it's really a shame that we can't uh, that we can't can't play the the a lot of the audio that comes here because you know I I, I you know I, I highly highly recommend anybody who who goes through and watches this make sure you turn that volume up because Jim yeah. Ross. Man, he really he made such a. He, I mean that 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 man that this this right here shows why he was so good. You know, uh, yeah. he just he did a hell of a job selling that match, selling that. You know, because you know, like I said, it wasn't the most technical you know uh, match that you're going to see. But gosh, man, was it good? Yeah, like you was said, I agree 100. Jim Ross, uh, the third man for sure. And ain't throw Lawler in there. He got a few plays yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He certainly. I don't want to take anything away from Waller. You know, um, I think he did a hell of a job. But you know, of course, uh, you know, Mick and 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 Taker, boy, they uh, they 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 killed it. They killed it, man, and almost killed him. You know, in the process, yeah, almost killed. So, Foley. like, yeah, yeah, almost killed Foley. But you know, he uh, like I said, you know, I, this this really was the 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 start, the setup to his you know his push, and man. Man, oh man, was that a good uh, was that a good run? The uh, hey, Mick Foley winning the the WWF Heavyweight Championship, you know, to me was was just you know it's one of those like you said you you hold your hold your arm up because you can feel the chills, man. When when that glass breaks and Austin comes down and 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 you know Dudley does and you know Mick gets the cover and he gets that you you hear that because it was kind of a slow count, you know, it was yeah. like a one, two. It was the Earl Hebner slow yeah, count. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Earl Hebner slow count, and man, oh man, oh man. You know, uh, what a, what a, what a, what an awesome career that, that we've been able to witness. You know, with McFoley and 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 the Taker. Well, before we wrap this up, uh, this weekend NWA when our shadows fall, check out the pay per view on Fight TV. Uh, our friend Tim Storm be on there. Of course, our our two buddies. Uh, Nick Aldis, the champion, will be taking on Mr. Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World Title. It'll be a good one, man. It, it, it's four ninety nine, four ninety nine, man. That's a cup of coffee in today's day and age. The, Go the, do yourself a favor, four ninety nine, and just catch yourself up on all the NWA material that's out there. You can you watch from Power One to 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 the most current one, man. For four ninety nine, uh, if you ain't if you ain't hip to it, 
I don't know what to tell you, man. Four ninety nine. Is- next weekend, Mid States Wrestling in Springfield, oh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, new man. heavyweight champion will be crowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the uh, that is the rumor going around, and uh, you know, of course, uh, Niles Planquet is gonna. We're gonna throw our uh, our our you know our uh, name out there that we don't we don't think we should have to to wrestle anybody. I think the booking committee should just hand it to us. Oh. I don't let's know. bring up one let's bring up one last thing something new we're gonna start i guess it'll be on uh probably twitter by nightfall but what are we doing are we doing a like share and tag two friends oh, i don't know yeah. how we're gonna do it but we got some giveaways coming up we got yeah. some big giveaways coming other than yeah. some of our sponsor stuff like manscaped i think Stephen e might have a sneak oh, peek of man. some giveaways yeah let me let me let me reach down here and see what i, I i've got you know, uh, let's see. What do I got here? I've got everybody, everybody's favorite. Well, at least Chapman's favorite. The Good Brother. Eight by ten, Good Brother. Autographed. Signed, autographed by uh, by everybody's favorite, Luke Gallows. And then I've got a flashback or a throwback that we're going to give out. Max Moon, man, autographed. Oh. Yeah, look at that. And uh, God is rare. Yes, an ascension autographed by both of them. So, you know, uh, get on the get on the the uh, the the social media platforms and like and share and all that good stuff. I and, think that's what we need to do. I think we need to like the post, share the post, and tag two friends. Yeah, we can, we can do that for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, before uh, out one and... last thing before we wrap it up, big happy birthday to my little guy Judah who turns the. The uh, grizzled old age of six years old today. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yes, yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Six years old. Man, oh, man. What a what a good time in life. Yeah, if I could go back. <laughs> well, guys, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you all for uh, watching along with us or listening. Follow us on Facebook on the sl- at the Slop Drop, on Twitter at the Slop Drop 1. Wherever you get your podcast, we're there. Check us out on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button budding button i can't talk today guys hit the subscribe (laughs) button uh either way thanks again for listening and until next time we are out of here goodbye and good night one two three